0: Hey, welcome to the All Together Podcast. My name is Bianca, and I am your podcast host. I know as well as anyone that life can be messy when you are following God, figuring out relationships, and learning how to be a healthy adult. I hope this podcast encourages you, makes you laugh, and helps you grow a little closer to Jesus. Oh, I'll be spilling all the tea, so get your cups ready. Hey, it's your girl Bianca. How are you guys doing today? Today I'm doing a solo podcast and just super excited because we're going to be talking about all things, periods. Let me tell you, it's a lot of things. So I did a little research and I just figured that this would be a very educational podcast. Just a little backstory on even why I'm doing health episodes on the Altogether podcast. So... Every time I hang out with my friends, we always end up on the topic of periods, hormones, birth control, and things like that. It's something I just love talking about, and as I've gotten older, I have realized the benefits of even talking with my girlfriends about our periods and birth control and just the way our body functions. Because if you are not open about what's going on in your body or maybe even questioning like, Oh, I get when I get um, cramps every month or my period. It they're so terrible that I'm on the floor in pain every month. And if you have, if you're having this discussion with your girlfriends, they're gonna give you a side eye. Like, what do you mean you're on the floor in pain every month? throwing up in the toilet. And so I think it's just important because a lot of times we think our symptoms are the norm or we think that what we're going through in our bodies is the norm. And it's actually not true. I think that we are actually supposed to have pain-free periods. We're actually not supposed to have hormonal acne. (laughs) I think that all these things are possible. And I'm personally on a journey of discovering ways that I could be kinder to my body every month and also just um, a way to understand my body as a single person and also one day if I get married, that that will also be something that will be really helpful for my spouse, that I know my body, I know my hormones, I know the different stages of my period and of um, my cycle. And so I think it's just good that we just take a deep dive today into these things. And I think that all women should be having these discussions. And so I hope that this episode encourages you to go out and talk with your friends about this because we're not made to do this alone. We're made to do everything together. And especially as women, especially with having such a sisterhood, I really believe that that is something that we should be doing. So without further ado, we're just going to jump in. This is kind of the basis of all hormone period knowledge. And so um, as we're going to talk today, I hope that even when we, if you're listening to this, and then maybe a couple of years from now, you're hearing what I'm talking about when I have a health episode. I'm hoping that, you know, we can grow together and we can actually create something together as we learn and discover more about our bodies. Just some one-on-ones, okay? So there's four phases of a menstrual cycle. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that for a while. But it honestly makes sense as you begin to take a deep dive into observing your body each month. So a woman's cycle is 28 days. And so to compare with men, A man's hormone cycle is 24 hours. So that means that their hormones restart every single day. That, for me, is annoying because, for me... It comes to show how we're, we live in such a male-dominant society where it's like work, work, work. We're supposed to work our butts off every single day. We're supposed to work out like really heavy weights every single day. We're supposed to eat the same food. Um, we wake up at the same time every day. All these things are because we live in a male-dominant hormonal society. But with women, we have a 28-day cycle. Mine is less, and I'll talk about that soon. You guys will feel very, very sorry for me. But usually it's 28 days. So about four weeks is your cycle. So to start off, there are four phases of the menstrual cycle. Number one is menstruation, number two is a follicular phase number three is ovulation, and number four is the luteal phase. Did you guys know that? And so each week you go through one of these phases and it's important that you're aware of which phase that you're in because it will allow you to give yourself so much more grace and it will allow you to understand your body and why you might be feeling a little extra tired or why you might be feeling really sad (laughs) or why you might be feeling extra grumpy that day. I think it's important that we know our hormonal cycle and where we're at each week because it will give us a deeper understanding into, okay, this is what I should be focusing on this week. And this is how I'm supposed to be doing these activities. And so we're just going to jump in. number one, menstruation. So my period lasts between six to seven days. I know, feel sorry for me. It's really long, honestly. But the first two days, I would say I have a lot more bloating. I It feels like almost a balloon is in my stomach. I'm pretty skinny, and I always feel like I look three months pregnant or four months pregnant, and it's kind of annoying, honestly, because then pants don't fit that well. Your cute dress does not fit during the first two days of my period. Um, but then after that, my symptoms kind of go away, and I honestly forget I have a period. I use a menstrual cup we will have an episode about the menstrual cup. I love it. And I honestly forget I have my period. So that's great. Right. But I know that some people have really crazy symptoms. Some people have really light symptoms. So I just think it depends. But my flow is not that crazy. Some symptoms that you might be feeling is your energy is actually at its lowest in your cycle and you may feel tired and uh, withdrawn. So more rest is good. Allow yourself to go slower. You might be less social, more lounging. Give yourself some more sleeping time. Take those naps if you can. Some ideas is to take a bath, write in a journal, limit exercise, and be gentle. Um, do gentle movements like walking, stretching, yoga, etc. cetera. Um, I was listening to something about this and someone was saying, cancel all your plans during your period because you're not going to feel like going out. Like you should plan out your life depending on your menstrual cycle. I am personally not there yet, but I think that that's honestly a great idea. Keep you guys updated on what that's going to look like. The next phase is your follicular phase. It's like day six, through 14. This starts the first day of your period and ends with ovulation. And so it basically stimulates the ovary to produce five to 20 follicles. Something I learned is that follicles contain your eggs. And so, and they so they call it the hormonal follicle stimulating hormone. So FSH, which I've heard of FSH, but I didn't like correlate the two. So each follicle actually houses an immature egg, but only one follicle will mature into an actual egg mind-blowing. Every time I'm thinking about stuff like this, I'm like, what What do you mean? Like, This is crazy. This goes on every month. I mean, I deserve every reward. I deserve all the rest because this is a lot of work for my body. You feel me? The symptoms are your estrogen and testosterone start to rise during this phase. So you'll feel a boost of energy. Your mood is improved. You'll be more assertive, willing to take risks. Um, you'll be more extroverted. So some ideas is start a new project, make assertive decisions, uh, be willing to take risks and also hang out with your friends, meet new people, exercise is going to feel great. So this is the time where you can really just like crush it at the gym, which I love doing, but it makes more sense. You know, as I really process through, I'm like, how do I, what workouts do I tend to gravitate towards during this time? And I'm usually crushing it when I'm lifting weights and just adding a bunch of weight because I literally can. And so I just think this is just a time to take risks and do something, you know, like this is the time, because if you think about the rest of your cycle, like your period or your follicular, um, the follicular time, ovulation time, all those different times are going to come with its challenges. So take those risks, girlies. All right. The next stage is ovulation, and we're going to just camp out here for a while. So ovulation days are normally around 11 to 21, and ovulation begins with a mature egg that is placed into the Philippian tube. The lifespan of a typical egg is only 24 hours. Unless it meets a sperm, it will die. Just a side note, not sure if you knew this, but you can only get pregnant five days out of the month. Did you hear me? Five days out of the month. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know why sex ed did not teach me this in high school. And I also don't know why society teaches us that if you have sex, you can get pregnant at any time of your cycle. It's a lie. You can only get pregnant five days out of a month. And so if anything, that should help you to breathe a little bit more. Something that I think is really interesting, sperm lasts in your body between three to four days. And so a lot of times if you're doing non-hormonal birth control, they usually say your fertile window is is about a six to seven day window because they count the first the four days before ovulation because sperm can live for three days in your body, which is kind of weird to be honest. I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then obviously ovulation, you're you're you are fertile. That is that is the day, and then a day after because the egg will survive for 24 hours, and that's it. And then bam, your uterine line, lining sheds and etc. So I know, I know. This is like fun facts, honestly, because I feel like when I think about even, and we'll definitely talk about this more, but doing non-hormonal birth control methods and things like that, especially when I get married. I've been thinking about this for many years because why should I be uneducated because I'm single? Like I might as well know what birth control methods I want to use, if any, um, before I get married because you don't know when you're going to get married, but also it's just it's just good information to know because you can really process through it on your own without having somebody swaying you or telling you like this is the way to go. You can know your body and know what you want in a birth control or non-hormonal birth control. Something I also want to note is that when we're talking about any of these things, if you're on hormonal birth control, these phases, like you won't be going through them. Like you won't you won't experience them. So as I'm talking you know, when I think about ovulation, I usually know when I'm ovulating because I feel some type of way. I mean, it's kind of funny. I literally will tell my friends, I'm like, I wake up rebbed, I got no man, but I wake up ready to go. I am very, very horny. And I, I'm just being real. And honestly, I think it's just important that you know that, like, it's important that you know your body that you should probably know when you ovulate. Um, You should probably feel the shift in your body honestly if you're paying attention and so that is my desire i want you guys to start paying attention to your body you should know these things when you're on your period how do you feel when you're uh when you're ovulating how do you feel you know these are things that we should know and so for me i usually know when i'm ovulating or at least around the fertile window and i'll literally check my period tracker and i'm like yeah that makes sense now <laughs> so yeah. I also want to note that during ovulation, your sex drive is at its highest because your body is trying to make a whole child. So it makes sense. Your body's like, reproduce, you know. And so some symptoms are your estrogen and testosterone rise to peak levels, boosting the effects of the follicular phase. So you may feel like you look better, you feel more confident. Apparently, your face is more asymmetrical. Your sex drive will be higher at this time for a single celibate girlies out there. (laughs) Um, Like I said, sometimes I just wake up just revved up and it's really hard. And this can honestly become really sexually frustrating. So my cycle is 24 days or 23 days, which honestly, that's like a whole week compared to 28 days. That's that's four to five days. And so sometimes I end up ovulating twice a month. And it's gotten to the point, sometimes I pray and I'm like, Lord, I'm sexually frustrated because I am ovulating, like my hormone levels are at an all time high. They're at its peak. And I don't know what to do with this energy. You know what I mean? And so I don't know, I think I'm just starting to feel kind of frustrated especially when it happens twice a month because i'm like oh my gosh why do i feel? checking my head i'm like have i watched actual movies have why do i feel so turned on and i look at my calendar and oh i'm ovulating twice this month so i literally experienced this three weeks ago so pray for me please please pray for me some suggestions that i have as a single girl is go on a walk crush a hard workout, go shopping, like do something for yourself, work on your hobby, put your energy elsewhere. Because we are trying to really live for the Lord. And I I think sometimes as a culture, we're like, do what feels right, you know, and go, go, go. But I don't, I'm, my plan is not to have sex until marriage. And it's not because my dad told me so. And, but it's, it's, it's not because the church told me so it's, I want to honor God with my body. And so I'm choosing, I set a vow before myself, I'm choosing to not have sex before marriage. And so as I know my body more, I can help myself out a little bit. And so during ovulation, I really try really hard not to watch romantic comedies. I don't want anything to stir the de- those desires, you know, we can do this. And I think that, you know, it could feel, at least for me, it's felt kind of like a cruel joke, as I'm getting older, because I'm like, Lord, I'm ovulating twice a month. Are you kidding me right now? I have nowhere to go with this. I know that the Lord sees me and I I really want to honor him with my body and I want to honor him with his word that he said, You know, don't awaken love till it's time. He said these things. And so I have not done things perfectly, but I definitely desire to continue to live in this way. And so when ovulation comes, I now know to observe my body. It's okay. Tell the Lord, hey Lord, I'm feeling some type of way today. Help your girl out, and he always he does, you know. And I think hanging out with friends or you know like watching a movie together, like all those things can really help you as you um, just go through. Your ovulation period time. Another thing I want to note is if you're dating and you are ovulating, <laughs> I I don't know, I'm still trying to figure this part out. I was dating a guy and I it is it's kind of crazy because it's like every touch during ovulation. Like if he touches my arm, I'm like, <laughs> I am ready to go. I'm turned on. And so I think it's important that you are aware of your ovulation, especially when you're dating. I think when I'm dating, and especially during ovulation, I find myself more touchy. I mean, it it makes sense if your sex drive is at its highest when you are ovulating. It makes sense that you could be more touchy. You want to be more cuddly. You want to kiss a little bit more, all these things. But... I think it's good to tell your boyfriend, hey, I'm ovulating, let's go do something active. Or you can even warn him like, hey, I'm probably gonna be extra touchy when I see you. Please don't give into my emotions. (laughs) Stay strong for me. Tell me no if I try to advance things. Be a support. And so I just think it's important that You're wise about that, wise about when you tell your guy that you're ovulating, maybe even keep it to yourself for the first couple of months. I think as you guys progress in your relationship, I feel like it's actually a really helpful tool to tell your guy like, hey, I might like be extra touchy. Just resist. okay? take one for the team. Thank you so much. Um, And I think that that could be really helpful. Oh, yeah, there was also. Oh, yeah, I got to tell you guys, there's also this study that came out (laughs) You guys are going to laugh. There was a study that came out that said that a woman's smell dur- during ovulation actually attracts more men. And so I think they did a study where they took a woman's cervical mucus, their own, and they put it like they mix it in their perfume um, underneath, like on their neck, which is kind of nasty, <laughs> but whatever. And they went to this club and they tried it out. They were like, okay. And the woman who i think they tested on the same woman but during ovulation off ovulation she got hit on way more than um when she was not ovulating so if anything that comes to show that ovulation is I think the pinnacle of a woman's cycle, our face is more symmetric, we feel more beautiful, our bodies look more toned, like we seem more energetic and more fun and more flirty, you know, all the we're a little more touchy. I think all of you know, all these things lead up to ovulation. And I think that um, it's it's kind of cool. And it's kind of fun. And I think when I get married, I'm looking forward to what that will look like knowing when I'm ovulating. And I'm sure that means I'll probably initiate sex more. That's what a lot of my friends, married friends have told me. Um, You'll be a little more flirty. You'll be able to be turned on more. You won't require as much foreplay. Like things like that I think will be really helpful. But especially when you're married to know like, oh, I'm ovulating. This will be a little bit easier. Next phase is called the luteal phase. And the phase is between day 21 to day 28. So the follicle that contains the egg transforms into something called a corpus luteum and produces progesterone and estrogen. Hormonal change, bloating, breast tenderness. I mean, those are our symptoms. And you guys know your PMS symptoms, okay? Now, for me, I always know that my luteal phase has started because my boobs start hurting and they feel really tender. And I usually know when my period's gonna start because I I literally feel my boob and I'm like my my boobs no longer hurt they're no longer tender and and then the next day my period starts which is kind of cool. Um, another thing is I literally have to sleep with a sports bra at night because it hurts so bad and it it makes me so mad Ugh. and you know. But I I am a small chested girly and. It always feels like my boobs are massive even though they're like a half a cup and they're not even big at all but um that's the best part about this luteal phase. I'm like I look good. I feel terrible. I'm extremely tired, more irritable and things like that, but I think it's just good to know our body is craving sugar, our body is craving, you know, chocolate and junk food and things like that and so it makes sense. I would suggest is stay away from sugar. I curbed my um, hormonal acne. Honestly, I get like maybe a pimple, maybe during this time. But if I cut out sugar as much as I can. And it's hard because I usually crave chocolate during this time. But when I tell you I do not eat chocolate any other time of the month, it's just this time. And so I try to limit the amount of sweets I'll eat. I I give into cravings sometimes, but you know, I'm not about to be out here consuming all this sugar, all this junk food. I usually tend to sleep a little bit more. Um, I try to honor my body. I cry. I'm in my feels. A lot of times I'll go to the Lord and I'm like, I am so sad. I I usually feel a little depressed during this time, maybe a lot of depressed, depending on what I'm going through. It it usually feels more intense during this time. Sometimes, if I'm just sad in general and then my luteal phase starts, then I'm just extra sad and extra moody. And I think that's a time to really ask the Lord, like, hey Lord. I'm feeling sad. I'm in my feels. Would you just come and be near? Because I don't really know what's going on. I don't really know why I'm sad. And then all of a sudden your period starts and you're like, oh, I feel so much better now. So I'm sure that some of you guys have experienced that. But I really struggled, I think, when I was dating during my luteal phase, because like I said, I kind of get a little depressed during this time and really sad and really like emotional. And I think it took a strain on my relationship, honestly, once a month because I was, he was just like, why are you so, you're crying, you're crying a lot more than you normally do. <laughs> oh my gosh, he sounds terrible. He wasn't the best. But, um, but yeah, so I think that, you know, I tend to be a little bit more cuddly when I'm dating someone, I just a little bit more, just, just want to be by myself. And so I think someone who's single right now, I tend to be alone more, I sleep more, I, I just tend to be a little bit to myself a little bit more. And I think that's okay. And like I said, I think it's important that you are aware of your body. It's important that you are aware of these symptoms, because it allows yourself to give yourself more grace. I want to give myself more grace. I really do. I want to give myself grace to say, I don't feel good today. I feel really tired. I feel extra cranky. I feel really in my feels. I'm going to set a time to go to sleep earlier, to maybe eat something a little bit healthier, to not give into my cravings, to journal a little bit more and be in my feels during the luteal phase because if not, I think we tend to get so hard on ourselves and we're like, why are we acting up and why are we doing all these things? But I want to be tender and gracious towards myself during this time because my body is literally about to shed its lining to begin to shed the egg. And it's just important to give yourself grace. You're about to literally bleed out a lot of blood. And so I just think it's important that you are aware of these and of your symptoms and that you're just aware of yourself during this time. And then it goes right back to your period again. So, and we do that literally every single month. It's it's kind of crazy when you think about what a woman goes through. And yeah, it's just kind of crazy. I also, in regards to sleep, I need about nine hours of sleep in order for me to be happy. I mean, it is kind of crazy. I go to bed at 10 and I wake up at 7 and I'm still, sometimes, depending on my cycle, I'm still thinking, uh... I need like two more hours of sleep. So I think a lot of times, especially men, they get fresher with women because they're like, why in the world are you sleeping so much? And when I only need six hours of sleep, and I just think when it comes to knowing your body, take ownership. This is your body. Take ownership so you know how to educate others on your body. If I'm in a relationship and I know that I get slammed during my luteal phase and I feel a little depressed... I want to be able to express that to my significant other and just say, I honestly don't feel good today. I think I'm going to be by myself. I love you, but I don't want this to strain our relationship. I need some alone time. And I just think that same thing when you're on your periods. same thing when you're going through your follicular phase and your ovulation phase and you're having parties and you're living out your life, it's just good to know the ebbs and flows of a relationship because literally things change all the time. So I hope that this was super helpful for you guys. I really want to take a deeper dive into some of these things. I plan on, I'm personally doing my own research right now on um, working out with your cycle. And then there's also another thing I've been thinking about is eating with your cycle. So there's certain foods that you should eat more depending on which. Phase of your menstrual cycle that you're on. And I think that's really interesting because um, I feel like that could be a game changer. I currently live with my family right now and so that probably wouldn't work, but it would be interesting to try if I live um, on my own once I live on my own again, and especially, and even when I start my own family one day that I'll be able, I can maybe eat different foods depending on my cycle. So I want to be healthy and I want to have a limited amount of pain and unnecessary drama in my, in my emotions. I want to have more even emotions. And I think that a lot of it has to do with, um, with exercise and a lot of it has to do with nutrition and water intake. And so I am looking forward to taking a dive into that more with you guys. So anyway, we're going to just roll it back. So four phases of the menstrual cycle, menstruation, follicular phase, ovulation, and your luteal phase. And so question for you to ask yourself is, what are my symptoms during menstruation? What do I do during during my ovulation phase and my follicular phase? How can I just tackle different goals, different things, different projects? What can I do during that time of the month where I can actually be assertive and actually get those things done that I need to get done? How can I be more gentle with myself during my luteal phase? And so those are the couple questions I want you all to ask yourself. And then I also want you guys to ask yourself what are my symptoms? Do I feel the shift in my body? Do I feel the shift? Do I feel different in my body? Start observing yourself. I would take the next two months and download a period tracker. Everyone should have a period tracker. If you do not have a period tracker, seriously, Get yourself a period tracker, Write When your period starts, when it ends. If you have a good period tracker, it'll tell you when you ovulate. It's amazing. It's a guess, especially if you're not taking an actual ovulation, you know, test. But usually I think it's pretty accurate. And then also, I usually know the day my period is going to start. I, I actually know I'm like, oh, my period's coming tomorrow. I know it. And it's not because I check. It's because I feel it in my body. And so I really challenge you guys to really take a deep dive into what do I feel in my body during this time? Again, if you are on hormonal birth control, you may not be able to ask these questions to yourself just because when you're on hormonal birth control, it actually elevates your hormone levels. So it actually tricks your body into thinking that you're pregnant. But we'll talk about that another time. It's actually a fake period when um you have your period when you're on the pill. So, yeah, we'll talk about that more. And yeah, so I just think it's important that we know these things. Don't you agree? Aren't you excited? So, anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and please, you know, if you have questions I'm on Instagram. That's where you'll get more information about all these things and at the Together Podcast. I'd love to hear your questions, thoughts, and all these things. And we'll definitely be discussing more in the future. Hopefully, you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye.